0: Is it truly the end of the Messi-Ronaldo era? And is Manchester United really a hot dumpster fire? Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of What Just Happened in Football. I believe this is going to be the first one in a very, very long time. My name is Juan Conla, and thank you all for joining me today. We're going to cover today the Champions League first match day and some predictions for the next for the next couple of games. Uh, we have to talk about. The, we're going to talk about the uh, FIFA the Best Awards, which is not the Ballon d'Or, not the Ballon d'Or Awards, um, but it's it's essentially the second a second uh, type of. Best of players in FIFA award. Um, But first of all, we're going to start off with what just happened. I'm recording this on the Tuesday, and literally, as this happened today, the second this happened, I told myself I have to record uh, a rant for this because Manchester United right now look like hot garbage. So today, the English Football League or the carabao cup uh kicked off their third round today and manchester united were out in the third round to Derby county at home at old trafford uh losing on penalty 7-8 to eight after tying 2-2 to Derby. um honestly they darby deserved it darby played the better game um Man United lined up with Sergio Romero in goal, who got sent off for handling the ball outside the box. Um, and there were a lot of changes, actually. I mean, you saw uh, Eric Bailly, who finally got a game after that terrible performance against Brighton in, like, match day two. And got a start today alongside Phil Jones, who only made a second start. I think his first start was probably in the first game of the season against Leicester, I believe. Probably wrong on that one. Uh, with Ashley Young and the Matic, and Herrera, uh, Juan Mata... Jesse Lingard, Anthony Martial, and Romelu Lukaku. And even in then, in that starting 11, you have a handful of class players that can pretty much take out any championship side. You would think that, but no. Um, on the bench, they had Alexis Sanchez, Chris Smalling, Lee Grant, who had to come in after uh, Romero got sent off. Fred Fellaini, Matteo Darmian, and Scott McTominay. Paul Pogba was left out of the matchday squad entirely, was in the stands, and people kept on making these assumptions where, always oh, falling out with Jose Mourinho, and Mourinho and Pogba aren't getting along, and uh, Pogba should be sold, this is Mourinho's problem. No, 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 no. The problem is, both sides have been so vocal with one another and into the press that it's leaking and it's starting to become this gigantic dumpster fire that neither side can seem to control, and it looks like the team is just self-imploding within itself, and there's no sense of where they can get control of it. Um, Lukaku looks like he's he, he looks like he's scared. He's scared to actually take a shot. When he takes a shot, he'll he'll ding it left or he'll rocket it up or it'll get blocked or it's not on, or it's just exactly on target for the goalkeeper, shooting it straight at him. Um, and United started off the game well. I mean, Juan Mata had a very good goal in the third minute or so, and Anthony Martial, who got a second start after that. After, that, uh, after him scoring a goal in that last week against the Young Boys in their opening Champions League fixture. But that's just the thing. You'd think that Martial, Lingard, Lukaku, Mata, that's strong enough as is. You can beat Derby with that team at home in the EFL Cup, in the League Cup. It's already noted that Man United aren't going to be competing for the league. That's yet to be determined. It's it's essentially determined by now that they're probably not going to be competing. They're already eight points behind Liverpool, who are the leaders right now. And that essentially just knocks them out. What do they have left? The FA Cup, which they probably they haven't even started yet. But knowing them, they'll find a way to get rid of it. The Champions League, who again they're in a super tough group. I feel. I mean, they played young boys, yes, but then next up up next they have Valencia. Followed by two back-to-back fixtures with Juventus, and then another fixture with Valencia and Young Boys. Not exactly easiest the easiest three fixtures coming ahead in the Champions League for them. Um, honestly, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if Man United don't qualify for the don't qualify for the round of 16, or even the Europa League. Even if they don't qualify for the Champions League uh, round of 16, I don't even want them in the Europa League. Just get them out of there. I don't even. I wouldn't even want them there. Get him out of there. Focus on the league. Focus on the on the FA Cup or whatever it is that Jose Mourinho's going to put all his eggs in one basket in because that's what he likes to do. And just either do that or or leave because everyone's saying everyone's I ha, I've been I'm a Manchester United fan and a lot of people have been saying get Mourinho out of there you know he's he's been messing up the squad the players don't like him. Um, he's causing a rift between the media, the players, and the, and the and the backroom staff. Ed Woodward's the worst type of person that could be in the board executive position right now. And I've defended it. I've I, I just stayed quiet and just said, you know what, Josie Mourinho is an experienced manager. He knows what he's doing. He's managed this team for two years now, and he's able and he should be able to get himself out of it. And it looked like he was, after leading up to those games, he 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 got a couple he got a couple wins here and there. Uh, got that win at Watford and then he got that great win against Young Boys in the Champions League. But then they got outplayed by Wolves at home last weekend. Outplayed literally just outplayed entirely by Wolves who again could have won that game but got outplayed in the league and now they get outplayed here in the League Cup. Derby County and this just happened today there's more fixtures for the EFL Cup but it's just that's the talking point everyone's talking everyone wants to get out and I wanted to get out my two cents and my my consensus is if Jose Mourinho's done with the team he should leave but knowing how Manchester United work and how England works with their, with their football clubs I don't think he'll leave I'm finally I've been defending not defending but just staying quiet and just seeing what Mourinho has to do but but this is just this is just atrocious atrocious you can't have this you can't be having this you can't be going out in the third round to derby yes you can leave at, yes it's it's not expected for these clubs to win four trophies in a season it's it's very hard it's very hard to do especially in England but you can't get out of there in the third in the third round it's not even the end of september yet the season's not even two months out barely a month out and you're already out of one cup who knows you might be out of the league already because you're eight points behind the champions league i don't i don't i would like for them to get out of the round of 16 Maybe not. Maybe them, Get some redemption after that embarrassing loss to Sevilla in the round of sixteen last year. But I don't see them doing it. I really don't. I see them getting knocked out. I wouldn't be surprised if UA smacked them at home and then smacked them here at at in Italy. I wouldn't be surprised at all. They play Valencia next. And United has a very bad record against Spanish teams if whatever it is you want to say. Every time I've seen Manchester United in the last couple of years play a Spanish team, whether it be Real Madrid, Celta Vigo, or Sevilla, they've gotten beat. Yeah, they beat Celta Vigo, but they beat them with the skin of their teeth. If they if they go out of Spain and and get and get a beaten or get beaten or get a draw, I, I just I don't see them getting out of this. I really don't because Juve are a very very strong team and I'd say differently if they didn't play them back to back if they didn't play them back to back but they're playing them at home and then away or away and at home in within the span of a week and uh I don't see them overcoming that I want I I want to be optimistic but right now after this this loss it stings it really does sting uh, moving on though to the Champions League match day one, you know, you know what, it actually gave us some cool, it it gave us some good matchups. You know, the biggest matchup I think everyone wanted to see was Liverpool versus Paris PSG, and honestly, I'm not shocked. I think Liverpool can pull this off again. I think Liverpool can really get to the final once again and. Maybe will finally win the damn thing after becoming so close, but having that injury to Mohamed Salah, I really think if Mohamed Salah was in that final, they would have won it. I really do think they would have won it because that chemistry those three have, Firmino, Salah, and Mane, it's just it's scary. They're the most deadly. They're the most uh, attack threatening front three in the history of the Champions League, where they each both scored plus ten plus goals last season. It's a proven fact. they're Them three are it. And if those three are firing on all three cylinders, along with their very well-improved midfield, they got it. And they got, and not to mention, they got a new goalkeeper in, in Allison. Yeah, the defense might be a little shaky, but only Van Dijk, literally the only viable option. But honestly, Manchester United do, have done it with David De Gea for the last couple of years, relying on their goalkeeper. Why can't Liverpool just defend on them? And it, honestly, they might not even need that because they have the possession all the time with the front three in the midfield. They might not even have to be defending. So, honestly, I think Liverpool are are very much in my top three candidates to make it to the final and win the, day, win the thing. Um, Spurs and Inter Milan. Oh, my God! Spurs had the draw, and then Harry Kane leaves the pitch, and Inter Milan get that. That just shows you how reliant Spurs are on Harry Kane. And that's not a bad thing. You can be reliant on him, but you have to have someone to go back on him if you're going to arrest him. And Spurs' squad is so thin to the point where... Any any injury to any player, whether it be Kane or who I think is still injured, I think something after that Columbia game in the World Cup with England, I think something happened to Harry Kane because he has not been the same. He's not shooting. He's not scoring. He scored in August, but he hasn't really scored since then. So he might be injured, I feel. I feel, And I feel like he's just not saying something or the physios aren't saying something. Or maybe it's just a behind-the-scenes thing. But Kane, Erickson, Ali... um any of those guys, or even San, who they were they were missing for a couple for a couple of weeks, at, well at the Asia Games. Any injury to any of those guys, and I really think that Spurs are in deep trouble. Uh, Barcelona beat PSV four 0 I mean Barcelona. They have their full squad. Leo Messi got a hat trick. Dembele and Dembele got on the board. You know Dembele's finally. Dembele is essentially a new signing because he was injured for most of the last season, and he couldn't get in the game. You have Coutinho, who was cup-tied last last season uh, after playing with Liverpool. But they just have – and Arturo Vidal in the midfield. They look like a revitalized squad. And honestly, Barcelona are, again, in that top three uh, for me to make that final. Uh, Top three tied with maybe Juve and Valencia, who Juve are going to have to go against young boys without the mighty Cristiano Ronaldo. And oh boy, that's going to be a challenge for them. <laughs> I think I mean uh yeah, so Ronaldo got a red card in that game. And uh honestly, I don't think it'll do much of a damage because well Juve were able to can very well do the do the job without him. I think Juve are a very talented squad and I think that with without Ronaldo they'd be a very good they'd be a candidate for the final as well. Uh so they got a 2-0 win over Valencia. Real Madrid without Ronaldo honestly are flying high and mighty because they're going at it they're scoring Bale scoring goals Coast scoring goals marco asensio scoring goals they have such an exciting group of youngsters that are going up up and down the flanks like nobody's business and i think they're going to be able to give a lot of people a run for their money uh more than what people would have expected without ronaldo uh bayern munich got a 2-0 win over Benfica, and i'm just pointing out the the most like notable and like shocking results not shocking but just i'm just pointing out the ones that uh, I know a lot of you guys want to hear. And then Lyon beat Man Manchester City away at the Etihad 2-1. And this is my issue with Manchester City. Manchester City fans, essentially. I, I've commended them. I commended the squad and Pep Guardiola on this great season they had last year. I'm I'm currently watching the All or Nothing Manchester City Amazon documentary. And I see why they, they played the way they did. They played for their manager. They played for their squad. They played as a team. They played as a whole. And they believed they could do it. And they did it. And kudos to them. They're a great squad. They have a fantastic squad with young guys who are hungry and want to win. Kudos to them. But I don't think the fans really care about the Champions League. I think the fans only really care about the league. And that's great, but you have you have a squad whose goal right now—they've won the league already. They ran away with it last year, and they could probably win it again this year, being the first team in a while in England to win back-to-back Premier Leagues. But don't you want to conquer Europe? Don't you want to go up against like? Don't you want to be up up in those names? With, like, the Chelsea's, the Liverpool, and Manchester United of the, in England. Like, they've all won Champions Leagues. You know, it bothered Arsenal for the longest time when they couldn't win the Champions League. They got to a final and couldn't win it. You know it was in the back of their brains the entire time and always getting out in the round of 16. And Manchester City has been that type of team in the last couple of years that just throws it away at the final hurdle when you expect them to win. And you see, and you see that game. The Etihad was half-empty. And I know and it, you can say there was ticket prices you know it's a Tuesday night it's a Wednesday night it's a midweek no one wants to go out that late but if Manchester City fans want to defend want to defend their team and and their stance in England, they have to get out there they have to go out there and support their teams on these European nights because Manchester City's owners and management have made it loud and clear that their intentions are to win the Champions League and be the best team in Europe. And for a while, they were last year. But you're never going to get that official title until you win the Champions League and beat the best. All right, now we're going to go into FIFA's The Best Awards, which happened uh, just about yesterday. Yesterday, Monday, September 24th. Uh, So you had awards for the best goal of the year. Uh, I guess there's a new fan award. That goes out to I guess a character in football. Uh, you had the All Star Eleven. You had the Women's Best Player of the Year, Coach of the Year for Women's and Men's. And uh, there are uh, there are so many issues with this. There, I have so many issues with these. Not with the well, with the winners and the nominees. Because it just confuses me. And it and it just shows that it's a it. it 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 depicts a lack of effort that FIFA had in not in naming these winners, and it's not fair. It's not fair to the players. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to it's not fair to anyone. Uh, let me just go through it. So let's start off with the FIFA Goalkeeper of the Year Award, the best FIFA goalkeeper. Remember, these aren't the Ballon d'Or awards. These aren't any of that. This is a completely separate thing that FIFA has created after the Ballon d'Or and FIFA split. The uh, the Ballon d'Or is now. Um, Owned by uh, France France Football Magazine. And they do the similar thing. They just took the name and rebranded it as something else. But, you know, the name the Ballon d'Or has always been that peak thing that every player, peak award that every player wants to win. Uh, so, these are FIFA's, FIFA organizations, the best awards. That's what they call it. Best goalkeeper. The nominees, you had Thibaut Courtois, Hugo Lloris, and Kasper Schmeichel. All three goalkeepers who play in England, in the Premier League. And my only question is, really? These three goalkeepers are the goalkeepers you're going to go with? I have a lot of issues with these. Thibaut Courtois, okay, yes, he was named the best goalkeeper in at the World Cup this past year. If that's your reason, okay, I'll take it. But I don't like it. Hugo Lloris won the World Cup. Okay, that is legitimately a legit reason as to why he should be in there. But again, he's the probably the only one I'll like, take out of the three. Kasper Schmeichel. Where was this award nomination and award when he won the league three years ago with Leicester City? Where was this? Because in that season, he was arguably top three, top two goalkeepers in the world at that moment. But he didn't get anything for that. Too little, too late. Yeah, he he stopped a lot of good, he stopped a couple penalties at the World Cup. But Denmark didn't really even go that far. So, so I don't know where, where Kasper Schmeichel came out of. He's without a doubt the biggest like WTF out of this list. Where's David De Gea? Where's Jan Black? Where's Ederson? Where's Alisson? Where are those guys? Where's Ter Stegen? Manuel Neuer? I just named three, four other goalkeepers that are better than probably all three of these guys. And the and the award went to Thibaut Courtois. You know, he got this big money move to Real Madrid now. I don't know, it was, it was like thirty million, but you know, it was, it's considered a big move for them. It's their one of their marquee signings. But what? I don't get it. David the hell was without a doubt the best goalkeeper in the world last season, single-handedly winning games for Manchester United. Single-handedly, and I don't think anyone can doubt that. Ederson. Came into the Premier League from Portugal, and just walked, strolled into that sweeper keeper role at City, and helped them win the league. Manuel Neuer, yes, was injured. I understand, but I would have taken him over Schmeichel or Loris. But that's just me, I guess. Yano Black without a doubt, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Has been one of the best goalkeepers in the world since he arrived from Portugal to Spain at Atletico. And no one takes a nod at him. And Alisson, who was without a doubt the hottest goalkeeper last season. Like the hottest goalkeeper that everyone wanted. He was, you know, he was coming. He was this Brazilian in Italy who was shocking, making headlines and shocking people with his performances. And then you know he he was the starter over Ederson, who won the league with Manchester City in England, but he got to start for Brazil at the World Cup, and he got this big money move to uh, to Liverpool at at that when he transferred at the time, being the biggest, most expensive goalkeeper in the world at the time. Where were those guys? If you're gonna give Thibaut Courtois the, his the award for his performance with Belgium, okay, whatever. He was not good with Chelsea. Willy Caballero and him were going back and forth. Antonio Conte was figuring out who was his number one. And at times it wasn't Thibaut Courtois. And he even can't get a and he even can't get a game at Real Madrid. There's another one. Where's Kalor Navas? He's won three straight back to back Champions Leagues with Real Madrid. Where is he? Another sign of disrespect to Kaylor Navas. Who's a great goalkeeper? But where where's where's his nomination? Yeah, Costa Rica didn't go far at the World Cup, but at least he won something. The only guys on this list who got nominated between Courtois, Schmeichel, and Luis is Luis, who won the World Cup. I don't get it. I really don't get it. FIFA Men's Best Player Award. All right, so for the nominees here, you had Luka Modric, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Mohamed Salah. Two Real Madrid players and a Liverpool player. You know what? I'm okay with this list. You had Luka Modric and Cristiano Ronaldo, who both won the Champions League for a third straight time, four out of the last five years, with Real Madrid. Okay, yeah, I'm okay with it. Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, you know he's he's the big he's the big dog at the club at Real Madrid at the time. Luka Modric was that metronome that helped him get there and helped Cristiano Ronaldo have those moments like that overhead kick against Juve. moments Salah broke records in England out of nowhere couldn't stop scoring couldn't stop scoring and was without a doubt one of the reasons why Liverpool were probably the most one of the most exciting teams in 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 Europe last year. Winner the winner was Luka Modric. And everyone's saying how this is probably the end of the Ronaldo Messi domination. No, I don't think it is. I think Luka Modric just had a better season. He did. He had a better season. Yeah, the two at club level with Ronaldo were won everything, won the same. But Luka Modric was instrumental. Without him, Croatia would have never gotten to that World Cup final. Would have never gotten to that final, or would be even gotten that far. Without him, he wouldn't have got, they wouldn't have gotten that far. He was the captain. He led the team to the final, and he won the best player award at the, at the World Cup. I don't see any issue here. If for those Ronaldo fanboys and everyone saying like, "Oh, Ronaldo should have won it," no, 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 no. I think you have a better case for Mohamed Salah winning it than than Ronaldo. But again, Ronaldo won something. Well, Mohamed Salah didn't. He won. He broke a lot of awards and won a lot of individual awards. But as a team, he didn't help it, and it sucks. I really think Mohamed Salah could have. I really don't think if, it, if he if he would have won it, I don't think a lot of people would have gotten mad. Yeah, they would have gotten mad over Luka Modric, but I just think Luka Modric is. I just had an incredible, like, ad- unbelievable season, and you you can't deny that. You can't deny that he won the, that he deserves rightfully deserves this award, and I don't see him. Not winning the Ballon d'Or soon after this, I don't. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it right now. I th- I honestly do believe that he is the best player in the world, at the very moment. And I like that midfielders are finally getting recognition again. Because a lot of the, a lot of the ball playing goes through them, and uh, it's just nice to see again. Uh, the Puskas Award, which is for best uh, the best goal scored, it is it was awarded to Mohamed Salah who scored against Everton in the Premier League and everyone's just wondering why why the, why did this win when Gareth Bale or Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo's goal in the Champions League against Juve or Liverpool respectively were just breathtaking out of the world goals that you know you can only dream of scoring but Mohamed Salah won the award. It was the first award of the night and he said uh as a little preview teaser to the next to the next you uh, no, next uh category we're going into was I hope I win another award coming up tonight. I really didn't care for this award. Mohamed Salah scored that goal. He didn't even win the best it wasn't even in the top 10 goals of the season for the Premier League. But it's a fan award. It's a fans award, so Congratulations, Mohamed Salah. But uh, it's still very, very, like, odd to me. And now we go into the World Eleven, which is basically the all-star team of all of Europe. Well, not all of Europe. The world. Sorry. Just the majority of them play in Europe. Or all of them play in Europe, actually. Goalkeeper. By logic, you'd think it'd go to the best winner for goalkeeper, Courtois. But no, it was David De Gea. If you're having an, an an All-Star Eleven, you'd think that one of your nominees for the best award, or even the winner of the best award for the goalkeeper award, would be in the World Eleven. In your goalkeeper position, and that's this is the beginning of a long list of stuff that a long list of gripes I have with this with this with this starting Eleven, with this starting with this World Eleven. Because how is you can make it if you're gonna if you're gonna stick with Thibaut Courtois as the world's best goalkeeper, why isn't he in your starting eleven for your world eleven? Why isn't he there? This is supposed to be the best eleven in the world, and not even your winner isn't there. You have David De Gea in there. Do they want to award two different goalkeepers? Okay, fine. Then say that. But don't call him the best if he's not even in the best eleven. All right, moving on. We have in center backs we have Rafa Varane and Sergio Ramos. I'm okay with that. I would like maybe not like to see Ramos there, but I'm okay with that. You know, Rafa Varane won the World Cup, won the Champions League with Madrid. I'm okay with that. He outright has deserved to be one of the best players in the world, probably one of the best defenders in the world right now. Is I'm okay with that. Sergio Ramos, I don't know about that. You can make a case for a lot of different players, but just because he won the Champions League and had a... it was pretty bad for Spain at the World Cup, but to be honest. I don't... I don't see where... I mean, where was another player? Like, where was uh, where was Samuel and Titi? He won the World Cup. Kyle Walker, he played as a center back for you know, for England. He could probably be there. Thiago Silva, maybe. Godin, Kimmich, Pique? even Versalko. from Croatia, who plays for Atletico Madrid, he has a better sake than Ramos. Won the Europa League, got to a World Cup final. I think he should have been there, but whatever. Ramos gets the award again, and then the fullbacks you have Marcelo. Who, okay, yeah, uh, I'll give I'll give Marcelo that. You know he was probably one of the one of the best fullbacks in the in the in the world at the time. But you also have people like Danny Carvajal or Kyle Walker who could have gone there. Um, maybe someone like a Jordi Alba, but Marcelo, I'll 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 be okay with Marcelo. It's the other fullback position that I am not okay with one thousand percent. It went to Danny Alves, who spent the majority of last season injured. I get it; it's a fan award, but what in names? What is he doing there? He does not belong there. Garva Hall could have gone. Even Kyle Walker, you know, you have no English players there. You have en- players from England, but you have no English players there. Give it to Kyle Walker, or even Alba or, or Kimmich, who play. Trippier, Pavard, who won the World Cup on that position, which is not his natural position. I don't know what I don't know. I get it; it's a popularity contest, but I don't know what Danny Alves. Denny Evans has no business being one of the fullbacks in the best 11. He has no business there. In midfield, you have Luka Modric, and Golo Kante, Eden Hazard. Okay, the only one maybe I can give a gripe about is Eden Hazard. But I get it. He had a good World Cup. People base that a lot. Okay, give it to him. In the front, you have Kylian Mbappe, Leo Messi, and Cristiano Ronaldo. And you know what? Here's my other gripe. Your best three... Your your top three nominees were Ronaldo, Modric, and Salah. Salah couldn't get into this? Your shortlist for the top three best players in the... For one of the best players in the world couldn't get into this list? You'd think that the front three... Well, not the front three, because Modric doesn't play in the front. But you'd think that those two would get in at least. Because they're the top three... Because they're two of the top three best players in the world. So, oddly, you would just put them in the best 11. But no, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, Leo Messi gets in there. I I have no issue with that. Um, If I could swap anything, I'd probably swap Eden Hazard for Mohamed Salah. I would do that. I have no problem with Mbappe being there. I have no problem with Messi or Ronaldo being there. I have an issue with Eden Hazard. Just mm. if you're gonna make a case for him, okay, make the case, but put Salah in there. And that's where I'm gonna end it with that. I don't. I don't think the FIFA Best Awards were done correctly for that. For these three reasons, at least. Uh besides the Luka Modric winning Best Player Award. Uh, the FIFA Women's Best Player went to Marta. Uh, the FIFA Men's Best Coach uh, went to Didier Deschamps, and the FIFA Best Women's Coach uh, was Reynold Pedros. And that was that was the FIFA Best Awards. Um, if you like what you heard, please uh, follow us. We're on iTunes and we're also on SoundCloud. Uh, you could you could find me at Juan Juan Cantla on Twitter and uh i'll hopefully bring out next week another episode uh with some champions league results maybe a little more uh results around europe but i really wanted to get this out because there's a lot of issues right now going on with this fifa awards stuff and i didn't like it hopefully the ballon d'Or uh gives us a little different insight with this but this is my take on the fifa best awards Uh, Thank you guys for listening. My name is Juan Kantla, and this has been What Just Happened in Football.